Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We welcome in Mark Maskey, Washington Post NFL writer. Follow him on Twitter at Mark Maskey. That's with an E, not with a Y at the end. And Mark, we welcome you in. And thanks for joining us, my friend. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, let me start off first in Washington. What do you think of the Ron Rivera hiring? I, I thought it was a surprisingly adult move for Dan Snyder. <laughs> You know, I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, you know, uh, in, in terms of the circumstances they were in, that's the best they were going to be able to do. A guy was an established coach, um, a guy who's going to come in. And, and, and you know, we, we, we've seen them, just as important as the hire by Dan Snyder, we've seen him give the authority to Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera has come in. He's setting things up the way he wants it with his coaches, with his front office structure. He's the guy who's going to have the authority over personnel. So, you know, I, it's not going to fix everything overnight, but as long as, as the structure around him functions in, in, in a sensible way, he's a guy who's going to, to have some success. I'm not saying he's going to turn this around and this is going to be a Super Bowl team in a year or two, but he's a guy who is going to make this a, a, a team that's respectable again, a, a team that's competitive again, a team that, that at least you know once in a while is going to be a threat to go to the playoffs and go deep into the playoffs. I was just, I, I came away surprised. I like it. I like Ron Rivera. I think he's done some great things. I think that he'll be able to work well uh, with what he does. And it just, it's just an adult in the room. I like it. It's just a good thing. With the Carolina hire with Matt Rule on the opposite end, I think I'm as open-minded to it as ever, Mark, about guys who are from college going in because now we're looking at different college offenses and quarterbacks who still have to play young, so you're going to have to look at a guy who's going to be forward-thinking instead of old offset eye, pro set, this, that, and the other. You know, that's true. I mean, when you look at the way the NFL game is played, you know, people are going to watch Lamar Jackson play tonight. That is the way the NFL game has gone. The NFL game has gone in the direction of the college game. College offenses are now... NFL offenses, so sort of that barrier has been broken down. I know a lot of people are sort of concerned about how much money uh, David Tepper and the Panthers spend to get Matt Rule. I don't know why anybody worries about it. There's no salary cap for coaches. David Tepper certainly has the money. It's not the you know these people who are who are worried about it, complaining about it. It's not their money being spent. So I think you throw both of those out the window. Obviously, there's going to be a transition. Obviously, this is not a slam dunk hire. I don't think there was a single slam dunk higher around the league there, there's risk with it there's uncertainty with it but you know it, it's worth a shot it's worth a chance uh, and sort of the college coach aspect I think goes out the window now and and no one should worry about how much money David Tepper spent on his coach Mark Maskey joining us on the show from the Washington Post find him on Twitter at Mark Maskey San Francisco doesn't have a real history in the postseason at least recently Minnesota does could that be a factor in today's game you know, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I like, I like the, the 49ers when they play at anything resembling their best. I mean, that, that's, that's a very balanced team, a team that can run the ball. It's a team that has the ability to make some big plays in the passing game with Garoppolo. It's a team that, that can play 
very well on defense. We saw that especially in the first part of the season that we saw some vulnerabilities on defense in the second half of the season. So I, I feel about that game. I think I feel about, about just about every game this weekend. I think the visiting team has a chance. Minnesota has a chance. But uh, if the home team, and in this case, San Francisco plays anywhere close to its capability, it's certainly a better team. I, I, I would not be the least bit surprised to see a 49ers-Ravens Super Bowl. Those are the two best teams if they play to their capabilities. But that, that doesn't mean that they will. And, and, and as with every game this weekend, I, I think there's a chance for the Vikings. I think there's a chance for the road team if, if the home team doesn't come out sharp and ready to play. Don't you give away what I can sell later on, Mark. My goodness. <laughs> uh, has Kirk Cousins got the monkey off his back? No, absolutely not. I mean, there will be there will always be a segment of the fan base, and a lot of those, a lot of that segment exists here in Washington. That that you know, the second his team loses, the second he makes a mistake in a crucial situation, we'll say same old Kirk Cousins. You know, eighty four million dollar contract, not uh, silly money. Uh, but he's always going to be that guy who puts up decent numbers overall. But but when crunch times comes, he's going to make that mistake. So I, I don't think you will ever see him sort of escape that reputation with some segments of the fan base. But if you pull back, he's had a very good season. Uh, year two in Minnesota has gone a lot better for him than year one. He has them in the playoffs. Uh, I, I think he's moving closer to having sort of the respect of a wider segment of the fan base. But there will always be those who go back and say, the second he makes the big mistake, same old Kirk Cousins. How dangerous is Tennessee really? I know that was a big win last week, but it's a different animal with Baltimore. Yeah, very different animal. And in terms of, of you know, you, the, the Tennessee defense is going to have, have, have a much more high-powered offense to deal with this time. We saw that the Patriots not really able to, to do much on offense. So, so that part of the game becomes very different. But when Tennessee has the ball and you have the ability to, to hand the ball to Derrick Henry, you can control the clock, you can control the game. I, I think you'll see uh, the Ravens absolutely sell out and do everything they can to stop him. And then it becomes much more of a Ryan Tannehill game than we saw in New England. We saw him do next to nothing against the Patriots, throw for less than 100 yards. I think this game ends up becoming more about Tannehill and less about Henry just because the, the, the Ravens' defense will do everything in its power to dictate that it becomes more about Tannehill. What narrative about Lamar Jackson have you hated the most? Well, obviously the narrative, that, you know, sort of the, the pre-draft narrative that he wasn't capable of, of being an NFL passer, wasn't capable of being an NFL quarterback, anyone who plays the way he did in college, and anyone who's sort of watching the evolution that we talked about before of where NFL offenses are going knew that he had a chance to succeed. That wasn't a certainty that he'd succeed to this level and this quickly. No, it certainly wasn't a, a certainty that any of these things would happen, but I think you had to know that, that eventually there was a chance he would get reach a level of NFL success the surprising thing is, is, is how dramatic that level of success has been to be the MVP in year two, the presumptive MVP of the league, and how quickly it's come. That, that, those parts have been amazing and are a great credit not only to him, but to the Ravens and the way they've sort of structured things around him and, and allowed him to, to be the player that he is and accentuate his strengths. And, and I, I, I would say hide his weaknesses, but there almost are no weaknesses anymore because of the, the development he has made as a pocket passer and, and the polish he has added to that part of his game. Mark Maskey joining us on the show from the Washington Post. One of the things that I've had to come to terms with is he's done a remarkable job, and a lot of people say, well, you know, he's only one hit away. Well, so was Alex Smith, so I don't want to hear that. And the other thing is, is that, okay, he may honestly not, Mark, have a career as long as Brady or Rodgers or anything, but... 
mean, seriously, if they win one Super Bowl out of this thing and it looks like they could, doesn't that mean that the investment pays off no matter what if he, if he plays for eight years or five years or 15 years? No, it's true, and it's the funny thing. I, you know, I was one of the persons who early in the, in the year, even in training camp, watching the way the Ravens were going to run this offense, sort of had that same question in my mind because having seen – uh, the early years of Robert Griffin in Washington, and and you know mm. what what a mega star he was in his rookie year in Washington, playing in that sort of offense, and obviously he was one hit away. He got that hit, and and, and then his career uh, sort of disappeared after that. But now, when you watch Lamar Jackson this year, number one, he almost never seems to take a hit. You know, he he no one ever seems to get a square hit on him. He's so fast, he's so elusive, and and the other thing is he's he's much bigger. And sturdy than Robert Griffin. You stand by Robert Griffin. He's kind of, you know, he's built like a track guy. Lamar Jackson is not built that way. So he's a sturdier player. I, he seems like he doesn't ever take that big hit, whereas Robert Griffin obviously did take not only that one, but, but took a number of big hits. So yeah, he's one hit away, but someone's actually going to have to put that hit on him. And so far, no one seems able to catch up to him to actually put that kind of hit on him. So yes, it's a risk, but as you said, you know, that's the way he plays. That's the way the game is played in the league right now. There are risks in football. It's, it's, it's a probably a little bit of a heightened risk when a quarterback plays this way, but that's just going to have to be how it is with him. I thought fans in Houston would get excited, but I ultimately thought it was going to be an overrated experience with J.J. With JJ Watt last week. Ended up making a big difference in that football game. Did they get him back just in time, and can they beat this Kansas City football team tomorrow afternoon? No, no, you're right. He may. I, I sort of felt the same way. I was like, sir, you know, okay, why, why are you coming back? And uh, it, it's not going. Yeah, I thought it was just sort of a personal thing that he wanted to be able to do it and wanted to be able to say that he was on the field for his sort of his own personal fulfillment and it wouldn't make an impact on the football game. Obviously, I was wrong. He, he made a, a very big play that sort of turned that game around. But now you go to Kansas City, you're, you know, you're facing that offense, you're facing Mahomes. I think of all the, the, the four visiting teams this weekend, I, I sort of give the Texans the smallest chance, and I'm not saying it's no chance. I think there is a chance there. But, but what, what we've seen from the Chiefs, not just with Mahomes and the offense, but the strides they've made on defense in the second half of the year, I, I think the Chiefs, to me, are probably the strongest favorite of the four home teams this weekend. You, you beat me to it. They're finally playing into that Spagnolo defense. You, you totally took it away from me there, Mark. Mark Maskey joining us on the show. I had callers calling in the entire first hour, like the whole state of Wisconsin got in, and said, Ken, we're underrating Green Bay. And I thought, man, where were you after they beat the Vikings on that Monday night game? I was saying the next day how people can't underrate the Green Bay Packers, and here they are. And they've won some games sloppy. I actually like that as teams go into the postseason in the NFL. I do think it brings you together. It makes you slop it up. But Seattle's a football team. I don't know if you're going to be able to surprise them. There's a bunch, there's a bunch of veterans on that football team, including the quarterback. No, that's true. And I, I feel like with both of these, we're, we're looking at two teams there where, where maybe we haven't seen their best yet. I mean, you, you, you sort of alluded to it with, with Green Bay that they, you know, when we've talked about the best teams, in the NFC this year, we, we, you know, we, we talked about the 49ers, we talked about the Seahawks, and for a long time we talked about the Saints. And, and it, it, it always felt like the Packers were, well, yeah, kind of part of that group, but maybe really not part of that group because of just what you said. They, they kind of muddled their way through some games. You know, was the defense good enough? Was the cast around Rodgers still good enough? Is Rodgers playing at the level that we've seen him play at the past? So I feel like maybe we haven't seen the best of the Packers yet. Maybe there's more there, but – then again, with Seattle, you sort of feel the same way. And, yes, we've seen 
some very good performances from them. But you're talking about a team that was 7-1 and one on the road in the regular season, now just won a road playoff game in Philadelphia, and we see what happened with D.K. Metcalf. So does that transform that whole team in terms of its ability to make big plays in the passing game? So to me, that's a very interesting game where, where you have two teams that have played very well all season, and yet we still have sort of that nagging feeling. Maybe we haven't seen their best. Maybe the best is yet to come. It will be interesting to see if either of those teams sort of elevates it to that level that we think that they can get to. Did you think the Clowney hit was dirty last week? I don't know about dirty, clean. To me, that's a, that's a sort of a, a, a hard determination to make when you don't know what's in the player's minds. You know, with the NFL's decision not to find him, I think uh, what people have to look at is, you know, there are a very particular set of rules that govern these things in terms of legal hit, illegal hit. What was Carson Wentz, what, under the rules, is called a defenseless player. You know, it was uh, you cannot hit a defenseless player helmet-to-helmet. Obviously, this was a helmet-to-helmet hit. The officials ruled, you know, that he was a runner and not a, a defenseless player. They ruled that he was not giving himself up, and they ruled that, that the helmet contact was incidental. Now, we can all agree or disagree with any of those things, but that when they ruled that on the field – and then the league comes back and looks at it on to whether to find it, to find Clowney, I think they sort of look at that and, and take all of those things into consideration and, and decide that, okay, it was reasonable that the officials on the field ruled this way, so therefore there won't be a fine. And then the other thing the league looked at was the, the rule that came into effect before last season where you can't lower your head and use your helmet to initiate a forcible contact. But, you know, again, the officials had ruled that this was incidental contact. So I think all of that played in. I always have a hard time with saying dirty or clean. I think in terms of whether it was legal or illegal, it was borderline, and and the officials and the league sort of went one way, and, and I, I sort of had a hard time arguing too, too vehemently on the other side either way that they had gone. I, I thought it was very borderline. Final one. Tom Brady cannot play for the Patriots next year. Where would he play? Cannot play for the Patriots next year. Um, that's That's a great question. I mean, I, I think, you know, sort of the Chargers come into play. I, uh, something like that, something with the Chargers. I, I still believe he'll be in New England. But if, if you rule me out and make me pick one other place, I'll say Chargers. What about the Colts? I, you know, actually, obviously a possibility with, with their quarterback situation, assuming that Andrew Luck is not interested in coming back to the NFL. Yeah, that, that becomes a possibility. But, again, to me – I'm only saying this because you're saying I can't say New England. I still think it's New England where they keep the band together and try it one more time. Honestly, though, they need each other. You know that, Mark. I know that. The Absolutely. American people know that. Mark, yeah, but, we th- but, it, but it's, fun, it's fun to play the best in, guessing game of if not New England where. But I, I, just, I, I think it's New England for one more year. I really do. Can't thank you enough for the time, Mark. All the best. Enjoy the games today. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.